All righty, lots to talk about. We are now one week away from municipal elections that very few are in fact talking about. Lots of issues on the table. It's not that there are not pressing issues in this city of Toronto. Whether or not people are interested in getting involved, well, the headlines today that advanced polling is way down uh, is somewhat concerning. Let me bring in Ben Spur. He is the Toronto Star's City Hall reporter. Great to have you, Ben. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, it is a busy time. Certainly, I know you know all the issues that are uh, facing voters, but uh, it doesn't seem like voters are turning up. What do you make of these uh, advanced polls numbers showing that it's down about mm, 28%, um, you know, from 2014? But they, even with extra days, Ben, people are not taking advantage. Yeah, it's it's a little concerning um, if you uh, are kind of uh, invested in the health of, of the local democracy, which I think we all are. Um, I think it's just indicative of, of a couple of things. Uh, you know, so advanced polling shows that it's seven uh, percent down from from the most previous election in 2018, and and way down about thirty percent from um, advanced polling in the 2014 election. Um, you know, I think th those numbers do tell a story in the sense that in 2014, we had some pretty high profile challengers, uh, yeah. John Tory facing off first against Rob Ford. And then when he had to drop out of the race, uh, Doug Ford. So that, that, that the kind of clash between very different personalities, very different politicians really brought in a, a lot of uh, voters who were very engaged, and very interested. This time around, we have a, an incumbent running for mayor who, who's heavily favored to win, um, not facing, um, you know, a high profile challenger, certainly not as high profile. As um, as the candidates back in 2014, so it just shows that people aren't uh, particularly engaged this time around. But as you say, there are a lot of pressing issues facing the city right now. It does kind of feel like the city is, um, you know, uh, on the cusp of, uh, you know, becoming much more unaffordable to people. It seems mm -hmm. like a very pivotal time in, in the city's future. So, um, you know, the, the lack of kind of engagement around the issues, I think, is is slightly concerning. Well, I mean, there have been no big issues or, bi or big ideas. I mean, um, Gil uh, Penalosa, who um, I think is the main um, factor to John Tory, and I don't think he's that big of a factor. I think he pretty much disqualified himself when he said, hey, I'll, I'll cancel the island airport. So again, But we just haven't seen big ideas from anybody to put them even on the map. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Penny Lewis's campaign has has garnered some attention, I think, by putting out a lot of ideas when you're a candidate like him, who doesn't have anything near the financial resources of someone like John Tory, who, um, you know, is going to going to spend the limit uh, pretty easily. Um, he, he has to, Penny Lewis has to kind of fire back with ideas. He turns out lots of um, press releases and, and policy plans, yeah. some of which I think have, have gotten some attention um, for better or for worse, I guess, I, you know, the island airport one being a, a controversial one for sure. Um, but um, but yeah, I just think it, it hasn't quite caught people's attention the way that uh, previous ones have. Uh, but as I say, you know, the, the city next year is facing um, really really big uh, budget shortfall that we're going to have to mm -hmm. figure out how to how to deal with. It's going to determine you know what kind of services the city provides uh, to its residents. So there are lots of important decisions uh, to be made. But um, yeah, the the election just hasn't quite seemed to have caught people's attention. Yeah. And meanwhile, we've got the second um, debate happening to today, um, which, again, it's a, a trade or um, a board of trade debate. So it's going to focus on cost of living issues. It won't talk about things like, you know, crime, who's going to do anything to, to kind of factor that in. But again, you only get five candidates out of the 34 running for for um, mayor. But this is the second and likely last debate in an election that has had virtually no debates, which is why I think people have no idea what's going on. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely a challenge. Um, previous election campaigns have had many debates. Um, I think too many debates. Arguably, some candidates used to complain about you know doing two or three in a day, um, and I think yeah. there's a point where that comes. Uh, you know, maybe that doesn't serve voters too because they can just kind of tune it out. But yeah, we've only seen two, and you know, it takes place at two uh, p.m. in the afternoon on a, on a Monday. Lots of people are working. Um, you know, it doesn't give people a lot of chance to to kind of get to know these candidates. So. Um, you know, I don't think it's necessarily going to be uh, tipping the scales to, and bringing in a, a ton more voters uh, after a debate like like today's. Um, but hopefully, you know, we will hear some some um, uh, some positive things from the candidates. They can at least stake out their positions for people who are tuning in and uh, hopefully educate some voters. Yeah, I mean, look, there are some very serious issues that uh, should John Tory get a third term that he's going to have to deal with. We've got a massive budget uh you know, shortfall, almost a billion dollars that we've got to get paid off. He is stating, and I'm glad to hear it, albeit many will probably disagree, he's not planning, uh, you know, to hike up taxes. But I don't know how he's going to get out of this hole that he's not allowed to be in. And so you either cut services or you raise taxes. But this money is going to have to come from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting to hear him speak. He was at the Stars editorial board uh, last week um, talking about these issues. Um, he, he's basically saying that this is sort of out of the city's hands, that um, it, the, the the budget shortfall, it could be about a billion dollars next year. And just to put that in perspective, that's about, you know, half of the TTC's entire budget, right? So yeah. um, it's a really big hole, hole to fill. He said that uh, he, he won't raise property taxes beyond the rate of inflation because you can't, uh, he says that that will just make the city more unaffordable for people. Um, he, he's ruled out other kind of new revenue tools that that are at his disposal, saying that they're they're not practical. Um, I think there'd be others who argue that uh, there are more tools that the city could could put in place. But Tory is basically saying that uh, it's got to be the the federal and provincial governments that, that come in and, and fill that that gap. Um, so we're still waiting on sort of a bailout. But it's kind of interesting to to hear uh, Tory running for you know a, another term, uh, setting out his vision for the city and saying that basically the city's future is not in its own hands. And and that's not a criticism of his. I think it's um, partly how the city works with the other levels of government. But he's basically saying that we're going to need some help here. The city's not going to be able to kind of fill this this budget hole on its own. Yeah, I'm not so sure Ottawa or, um, you know, uh, the, the province are going to want to rush in uh, to the rescue. So he's either going to have to come up with, quote unquote, revenue tools or something uh, to, to make up for the shortfall. Because, you know, Ben, they're already not even doing road repairs right now, which means they're going to have to spend double on it in the next you know cycle of when they fix roads because the damage will be that much more severe. But there are a lot of things that aren't getting fixed that now are going to be backlogged because the cuts have already started. Yeah, they've, the city's already started to defer some work because uh, the, the budget shortfall started to bite already this year. But again, I think the the scale of this shortfall, if it's not made up, I think will really start to hit residents at, at some point pretty soon, right? As I say, a billion dollars, that's um, you know, that that's to make that shortfall up without a big bailout, you'd have to start severely cutting um, uh, city services uh, in a way that I think or bring in would, two would tolls. To maybe. Maybe maybe he can get away with the tolls that Kathleen Wynne wouldn't let him do. Yeah, yeah, he's he he was pretty. Um, I think he was he, still stinging from from uh, Kathleen <laughs> Wynne vetoing his uh, his attempt to to put in road tolls and and the the kind of statements he's made so far indicate he he's, doesn't have a lot of appetite to 
to go back and try that again. And it, it'd be hard to see Doug Ford allowing road tools uh, after uh, Kathleen Wynn yeah. signaled she might and then did not. So I think Ford's even probably less likely to do that. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's really unclear how the city's gonna gonna make up this shortfall of, of uh, in its budget. And and I think these are big decisions that have to be made pretty soon that um, have a potential long-term significant impact on, on lots of people in the city of Toronto. And, um, uh, you know, so that's uh, at least one reason for people to go out and vote in this election. Yeah, well, if only we could have an election to discuss these issues, maybe we could get the answers. But of course, they're very hard to get, as you well know. Hey, Ben, always appreciate it. I know it's a really, really hectic, busy time for you. So I appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. That is Ben Star, Ben Star, Ben Spur, who writes for the Toronto Star. I mean, he is a star. Ben Star is a star. Uh, but nonetheless, you can follow. He is kind of got his, definitely got his um, finger on the pulse of what is going on. But again, at this point, John Tory should be explaining how he, exactly he is going to make up for these, you know, uh, overages in in in, you know, money, or the sort of the shortages in money, what's he going to cut? How is he going to pay for it? Because I don't think we can just assume that the feds or the province will come to his rescue. But of course, getting those answers has been tough.